Hey guys, welcome to episode 116 of the JV Club with my guest and friend, Monsieur Danny Pudi. I am so glad that we were able to get together. Um, I will say that uh, as with the Bruce McCullough episode, if you guys are interested in hearing a, a different interview where we talk about um, some different stuff, I did interview Danny for um, Jesse Thorne's show, and I think you can probably go back into his archives as I suggested with Bruce McCullough and listen to that if you wanted to. I mean, I'm guessing that's possible. Um, if not, stick with this episode. Uh, I do think you'll enjoy it. Couldn't love Danny more. And um, I wanted to, of course, get into some shout outs. I wanted to thank on Facebook, Todd, Damon, Joseph, Shmoo, Lauren, and Leaf, as well as Matthew, Esteban, Jacqueline, and Corinne for your notes and comments. Uh, I wanted to thank all of the wonderful posts on the Nerdist page. Boy, you guys are back up and running. I feel like maybe when I said that no one was commenting on there, um, everybody showed up or everyone just loves PFT, which is also entirely possible and likely. Uh, but thank you for all of your comments. There are so many that I feel like I can't name all of you, um, but I did want to quickly acknowledge uh, uh, that Nemo posted that Lawrence Welk was Catholic. I don't know why it feels so important to um, make this uh, uh, identification, but yes, you were right. I did look it up. I guess it's because the Osmonds were Mormon, maybe, and also just because every Mormon I knew loved the Lawrence Welk show if they were over the age of 70. Uh, anyway, I'd like to apologize to the entire Welk clan for that misidentification. Uh, uh, for your emails and and I am very behind on emails, guys, but I wanted you to know I have gotten and read them. I just haven't had a chance to respond. I wanted to thank Chris, Caitlin, Samantha, Laura, Nick, and Michelle. Um, and then just uh, what else did I want to tell you? That I'm very excited about uh, being at San Diego Comic-Con. I hope you'll get a chance to come see me there. Uh, I'm going to be doing a bunch of stuff. I can't. I still don't know my complete schedule because it's really there's a lot of different stuff going on. But um, I will be there. I will be at Connecticon. On um, the uh, 10th, 11th of July. I'm so excited to report that I've been recording some voiceover for the Korra video game, and it is astonishingly beautiful. So wonderful. I hope that you enjoyed, those of you who are Quora fans, the um, season three premiere and that you'll continue to watch the show on Nickelodeon. And um, I also wanted to just give another shout out to You're the Worst. That's me getting a text. Uh, a shout out to You're the Worst, which is the FX show that I've been shooting and continue to shoot that's going to be premiering on July 17th. I encourage you to check it out. Stephen Falk, the creator, um, was a writer on uh, Weeds and Orange is the New Black, among other great shows. And uh, I've just been having the best time. So I really hope you'll check that out. It's it's a, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that'll do it. Please enjoy the episode and um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. High-pitched, little high-pitched. It was almost like you were tuning, tuning. It was, It did sound like a tuning fork. A tuning fork or like an emergency broadcast alert. Ooh. Such a tuning fork. 
<laughs> There's also something about it that's like, you guys, there was totally a ghost that you could hear in the white noise at the beginning of Danny Prudy's JV Club episode. That was just an emergency alert outside. That was not a ghost. Wait a minute. Looking for a young woman. What if that's what an Amber Alert is? If the Amber Alert, I'd be like, like, what's your strategy? If you really want to find this child, let's Uh, say it a little louder. We're hoping that you can help us locate a young lady who was taken from. And what was the car? I think there's a young lady. Or a baby? It's yeah. a lady How or a baby? respectful to call up someone a young lady. A young lady. A baby, especially a baby. If you're calling yeah. a baby a young lady, well, it's te- manners. It's technically true. Janet is so proper. Very young lady. Very, very, <laughs> yeah. very young lady. She's missing. She was traveling last scene, traveling in a... Traveling in a what? <laughs> I heard traveling. She was last seen traveling in a something... Uh, it's good that we're not in charge of anything important. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always think about like rules and infrastructure and bridges and uh, highways and toll booths, um, laws. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that stuff was figured out before I came. I agree with that. And uh, something that, that just reminded me of something that makes me laugh, um, which was when I was in Ottawa recently for this wedding, um, uh, we passed by this kind of half-built passenger bridge that was sort of just... It wasn't even like a cross yet. It was just like the first part of it, but it was very artistic and beautiful. And oh, I was like, like oh, Hokusai that's wave. cool. What's that? Sure. A what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for putting it in language and sound I could understand. Didn't you know that artist, the Hokusai wave, how it's just like all those... Actually, uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. I think it, uh, you could say that it was like that. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. What's being built? And... Uh, and I was told that, in fact, building has ceased because um, Ottawa asked a famous sculptor to design a passenger bridge, like a, a pedestrian bridge over oh. the highway. And that person has no like civic engineering background whatsoever. <laughs> so he designed something that was so structurally unsound and no one figured that out until they were until they were building, building it. it and then they had to be like oh wait a minute this is not gonna work at all and then they just froze everything so there's just like this embarrassing reminder every day of like oh we really should have huh we should have had like someone who knows structural engineering yeah they yeah. haven't torn it down it's just sitting there no nope, it's just sitting there that is hilarious. And I'm to like, me. that's what would happen to me if I were the mayor oh, of yeah. some place. You'd be sitting there and you're like halfway through your bridge and someone's like, Oh man, this is looking good. So where'd you study? Yeah, where do the people go? How do they <laughs> Now how are they not gonna fall right through yeah, this giant but... hole that's in the middle? <laughs> What's the yeah, well, what that's is... artist, that's New an artistic bridge. choice. It's, it's artistic choice. Okay, so yeah. it's not a working bridge. Mm, define working. Well, bridge. Bridge bridge. So huh. it's not a bridge bridge. Huh. Is it pretty, though? You know, we need to shut this down, guys. <laughs> a lot of questions here. <laughs> a lot of questions. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't be. Was there ever a time when you felt like, like, did you ever run for student council? You know what I mean? Was there a time when you were like, I think I can, like, maybe I'm a leader. I think I'm, li- I'm likable enough. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think my, uh, take, I guess, let's travel in time and, t- and take a peek into the mentality of of, of Danny Pudi for a second here. I ran Thank for God you one. Talk about yourself in the third person. Always, all yeah. never first time, uh, first time, last time. I um, in college, I ran for vice president of our dorm. 
Okay. All right. That's but very... How big of a dorm was it? It's McCormick Hall at Marquette University in okay. Milwaukee, and it's the largest freshman dorm. So there's probably, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe a thousand students in there. It's pretty oh, big. big. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, you know, maybe 12 floors. Uh, it's co-ed. It's great. It's like, it looks like a giant keg. And, uh, yeah. And I, I, it's, it's a wild place. It's a great place to live. And, um, I already knew at that time that I couldn't handle the responsibilities of being president. (laughs) So I knew, I knew very well when I was running for vice president that vice presidents don't do as much as presidents. Sure. It's a title. And I was like, okay, if Tom Kaczynski, you know, you know, gets shot, I have to take on. The duties. The chances of that are yeah. so slim. <laughs> totally. Um, so Jizz and Pooty ran for president and vice president. That was Jizz was his nickname. My that's nickname rough. was Poo. So Jizz and Poo. Boy, that's 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 rough stuff, right? These here. are real facts, guys. Yeah. Jizz and Poo. Jizz and Poo. Now we won. You did. Well, we of won. course you did. You're Jizz and Poo. And that was as ambitious as I got in terms of running. Were you ever like president of something? No, I think for the exact same reason, um, the only time I ran for student council, I ran uh, in seventh grade to be eighth grade secretary. <laughs> wow. And I think I only chose that because my fr- I had a friend who was running for president and then another friend who was running for vice president. And right. I was like, I'll never beat them. Not right. that I even wanted to. But you don't want to compete. And, then the per- and I only ran against one other girl who, who was very nice, but not as like... Secretarial. Well, secretarial. I was... Very, all I wore was secretary blouses. <laughs> you know, the movie Secretary is actually based on me. Um, <laughs> Seventh grade the, or eighth grade Janet? Stuff's getting a little dark. Oh, yeah, it's man. getting a little dark. Um, and I, I, did, I feel I did run a good campaign because although I could not go with like a jizz and poo situation, I did yeah, find ways to rhyme. So I had okay. two different posters. One poster was for the best secretary on the planet, only one thing to do and that's vote for Janet. Oh, I love it so much. Terrible, terrible, shameful. And then the other one, more controversial. <laughs> avoid the Blarney. Vote for Varney. <laughs> what? I didn't know Somehow you were anti-Irish. <laughs> what? My wife Somehow is Irish. She's going to be furious. Blarney oh. is a bad thing yeah. in the Irish culture. That's like Blarney. bullshit. It's is like it? Bullshit. Oh. That's a lot of Blarney. Okay, I thought you were... But okay. it was controversial. By the way, it was not controversial, but it was controversial in my memory because no one knew what that meant. <laughs> no one knew or cared what that meant. Ooh, what so it Blarney? just seemed like What's I had come up with a made up word, but I did still win. You, but I don't uh, remember having any responsibilities. I remember having student council as like a class, like fourth period is student council. And I do remember taking minutes. <laughs> you remember. So I guess I had those responsibilities, but I don't ever feel I instigated a lot of change in the school. Were you... <laughs> It sounds like you were ambitious. Did you feel like you had your penmanship was stronger than most students? I did have very strong penmanship. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just read this book called The Swerve. Have you read that? No. Book talk, guys. What is it, book talk? It's pretty amazing, but it's about this poem, this Lucretius poem that was found and by this scribe, and I don't remember, let's say it was the 14th century. Let's just say that. Sure. But it was this poem... Um, that was pivotal in terms of the Renaissance and, and for artists and free thinkers in the world um, and really instrumental in the Renaissance. And this guy Poggio found it in um, like a I – th- I'm going to be wrong here, but it's going to be a choice. Sure. Uh, I, I think he found it in a monastery or an abbey in Germany. 
And because the, um, you know, the church was largely the people who held the scribes and all the records. Sure, that's how, like, history was being recorded, definitely. And most people were illiterate or couldn't write. But this guy, Poggio, was the Pope's scribe. Poggio's kind of a great name isn't for that a kid. Awesome? Oh, Poggio. Have, oh. you Poggio? Oh, have you not met Poggio? Look at this young. Have you not met this young lady, Poggio? Oh, hmm. does it work no. for? Nah. <laughs> nah. Um, well, we're missing Poggio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, no. Let last scene. Um, Poggio had the best writing in um, like the kingdom or oh, like in my. in Europe, and so he was known for his penmanship and like the. Let's say 1400s, um, and which is why he became the best scribe because he would hand, like you know, write all these books and stuff. That was his job. So, would you call yourself Poggio? Would I say I was the Poggio of Utterback Middle School in Tucson, Arizona, in 19 whatever it was? No, 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 I wouldn't. I'm sure there was someone who had better penmanship than me, but not better rhyming I skills. Did the best I could. With the skills I had and the charming disposition and braces <laughs> in my pumpkin toothed smile. Oh, Janet. Did you have braces? I did not have braces. Lucky I had. Dog, you have great teeth. Uh, thank you. I had a lot of other things going for me, though um, gangly legs, um, weird bowl haircut. Uh, oh, you had a bowl haircut. How yeah. how how late into acne? Your... Real bad acne. For you a while. did? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about that. Your skin is perfection. I think it's because I went through a really rough time. But like, you don't yeah. have any pox. You know what I mean? You're not. You don't have like Tommy Lee Jones face. All due respect to TLJ. <laughs> Much respect to everyone TLJ. knows he has oh, some pox. Yeah. I mean, well, I got lucky when I was also part of that whole like don't pop time period. <laughs> Remember? It was a movement. It was a movement. <laughs> Remember when they wa- marched on Washington? <laughs> the million. Remember that? The, the million don't pop. Uh, yeah, I was part of that. I was part of that. Wow. It was a revolution, Big though. stuff. Sure. Uh, because now I have such an urge to pop. Yeah. You oh, know? God, yeah. Oh. Anything that I can even... I mean, oh. we were just talking about like yeah. a wound situation. Even something that... It makes me nauseous, nauseous, nauseous to look at. Is still like oh, I want to part get in of there. me is like I just want to get in there. I oh, want yeah. to take care of it all myself. Like in a in a weird alternate universe, mm-hmm. like I'm a person who gets hurt so often that I need to like keep my own kit and like <laughs> shoot myself up with lidocaine and like stitch something up. Oh, you're like, like um like a what a Saint Bernard, and you have your like little barrel mm-hmm. around your what? But that's just whiskey. I think so. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, You're not what, like that at all. Is, it, is that what St. Bernard's carry? Like a St. Like Bernard comes to rescue books. you when you're in an avalanche and, and all it brings you is whiskey? whiskey. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. We need it to doesn't... revisit that. But I guess alcohol at the time was probably the only thing that kind of like did everything. Like yeah. it would like seal a wound, I guess, and clean it out. Sure. And, and make, make you, feel, you warm. feel better. Yeah. No, and make you feel a little more numb to the pain. I guess that's true. But they don't do that anymore, right? I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, Someone was just telling me that St. Bernard's are kind of crazy because they've been so inbred. Really? Yeah, that they're like one of those dogs where it's like not even worth it now because they're just, those poor animals are just like, you know, super anxious or super aggressive or, you know, and And they're large too. Yeah, you don't want an aggressive large animal like that. I don't think you do. Let's get back to the whiskey days. You know what I mean? They were so much more peaceful. Set them all free with a barrel around their neck (laughs) into the the Alps. You guys, there's a lot of wild St. Bernards yeah, out here. <laughs> Hopefully we'll spot one. It's like when they reintroduce like fish into a river and all of a sudden yeah. they're like, oh shit, guys, we're 
We're we're stuck here with this. There's a lot of carp. There's yeah, a lot. This river yeah. is over carp. We thought man. this was a good idea, but nah. we thought carpe diem. <laughs> well, and it farted. Eighth grade secretary, like, she's back. <laughs> if I were, if I had like sound effects like a bad morning radio show, oh, that would just be like the sound of like a click and a dial tone. Like, oh, Danny just hung up on me. <laughs> Then they just hung up on me, everybody. That was a terrible joke. Yeah, I would stay on because of that joke, Janet. Would you? Mm-hmm. You'd you'd sit it out with me. I'd give you a chance. Let me try to redeem myself. I'll give you a chance. Um, wait, bowl haircut. Uh, that, yeah. but that wasn't in high school. Yeah. So a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It was. I was in that time period again. This was also in the don't pop era. Um, where you you split your hair down the middle and you kind of like part it right down the middle and you do. Oh, I'm trying to think of what who was that modeled after? I was trying to think of who was yeah. the guy that was doing that a lot. Was I it don't. feathered? Like you would split it and then down the side and then feather it I'm, on I'm not, the other I wasn't side? a feathering kind of guy, Janet. I'm not saying you were, but is that what people did? Some did. Uh, it I wasn't mean, like girls did. Like girls yeah. had. I, but that's seven. But even in the 80s, I feel like. Yeah, they had the nineties. There was a still maybe not in the nineties. I had a little bit of a wave. It was kind yeah. of like, and we you'd shade the sides, mm-hmm. and then the top would go over. I'm mm-hmm. Trying to think of like who was popular on that. Kind of skatery in a it way. It was skatery. Yeah, yeah, it was a little skatery. Yeah. Um, I don't know who was. I mean, it's like well, it was like Wu Tang Clan was popular. I'm just trying to think of like what was the yeah. What was the cultural? That's a good question. I can't think of who. I thought you're right. That was a very ubiquitous hairstyle. Yeah, and and I can't think of. Who, who was, was doing that? Propagating who was modeling it. Yeah. that? Um, Bud like Bundy. <laughs> he actually, I think, honestly, was. I, think I think maybe he, was. he had it. I think he was. Well, yeah, you could ask him. I could. You could ask him because maybe that was Did it. Did you originate that Did hairstyle? You, yeah, that he was probably part of that. Yeah, might have been. But there was also like the shaved on the sides, and then the, almost the sort of like new kids on the block, like pompadoury kind of like side part shaved side head and then yeah. the sort of like oh, vanilla yeah. icy like things got kind of puffy there for a while yeah we were i was after that early 90s i yeah, guess yeah i think it was right after that mm-hmm. mine was like a little bit longer but it couldn't be too long it always had to be at the collar because i went to a, a all boys catholic school and so they would measure our hair and make sure it didn't touch your collar hair measurements i know they also had like a clipboard in the showers to make sure you showered every day after gym Ugh. I never, even in the brief times before I figured out there was a way to get out of PE, I still feel like I didn't shower. I hated that feeling. The good thing, I didn't like it. I mean, the good thing is that uh, I went to an all-boys school, so there was plenty of other people who didn't want to shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you always had a group of like guys who were like, hey, let's, let's see this week who goes along without showering. <laughs> and that was like a fun thing to uh-huh. do. Uh-huh. You know? and we're, but like at clearly, that age, I didn't have a girlfriend. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah at that age, boys really smell. Smell your yo. Your whatever's like, going on, you should have like the worst bo of your life. Oh yeah, I remember when like a uh, a friend of mine suggested using deodorant to me in like I think fifth grade. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I do smell. <laughs> this this might solve that problem. <laughs> I remember and just thinking like. Because like, I didn't have a dad, or and I guess that's who would do that, you know? I get, I don't know, though. Who? Why wouldn't a mom be into yeah, hygiene? Because I think because my mom always thinks I smell good, you know? Oh, but, like, you know, I know. Shout out to your mom. Mom, I don't, though. You need to know I don't. Yeah. He for sure reeks right now. Best, I, not to complain for, about it too much. Thank you, Janet. Um, but I, I always, like, remember that conversation. It was so, like, just a uh, matter of fact, like, hey, you should try deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> And you did. And I did. And by high school, it, it came in very handy. Did you have like a special deodorant that you wore? Like, a, did you ever, or like aftershave? Did you ever, when did you start shaving? 
Um, probably uh, high school, end of high school, maybe. I mean, end I never of high school. Yeah, I mean, I always had a little bit of that, like you know, nasty stash, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I, I still can't grow a good beard. It's still like patchy and looks weird. Yeah. Um, going back to the de- deodorant, it's actually an interesting thing because I still use like the same deodorant, Old Spice. Oh, okay, and yeah, that's a that's a that's a favorite among many. Shout out to Old Spice. Major shout out. They sponsor the podcast. Shaking her head. <laughs> I have a lot of weird not sponsors. Yet, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, but I th- it's because my grandpa. I always remember. I think he always had Old Spice, and I just kind of have never really tried anything else. Yeah. I think it's so that's kind of an interesting thing. It's like that's makes me wonder. Like, how old is the spice? How old? <laughs> Why can't you have fresh spice? They're, I guess their marketing has worked for a long time. <laughs> What's that? Huh? It's just some old spice. Old, I should rub some old spice on my... Go with it. <laughs> Go with that. Take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. <sighs> what is it? Like cardamom? Cinnamon? I don't know. I don't know. know. I just, just know it's old. old spice. Just know it's old. They were just going to throw it away. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Maybe I can use it for this. <laughs> Stuff is not bad. It's just it's old, guys. Bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's like just... old spaghetti. We made a whole factory where yeah. we just make old spaghetti. Old spaghetti. <laughs> um, oh, boy. I, uh, I have very positive associations with old spice, too. I feel like that's a smell that I like encounter year after year like you know what i mean like i'll hug a friend and i'll be like that's a familiar smell i like it and i don't necessarily know where it is or where it's coming from i'm not like getting down in someone's pits when i give them a hug or a squeeze oh i do well you like to snuff stuff out i like to get in there yeah i feel like it's how do you determine true character and how do you determine enemy versus friend (laughs) 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 that's the only way to really know for sure Dogs got it right. Dogs be gotten it right. So, Janet, um, <laughs> speaking on the enemy friend thing, because I think this is very important. Yeah. Um, your dogs mm-hmm. love me. Yes. You know, I, let me talk to you a little bit about why. Oh, great. Or at least great. I don't know if they love me. They're interested in me. Yeah. Um, I'm allergic to dogs. Did you know that? Oh, fuck. Why didn't you tell me? I could have put them outside. Uh, because I like them and I'm fine for a long... I'm usually fine for about an hour and a half before it okay. starts to, to, to hit. Oh, no. But uh, the only thing I, sh- I I can't do is really like, touch my face and stuff. Okay. And so... God, I feel terrible now. No, don't feel bad at all because I love dogs. And that's the problem. Is yeah. I love them. At least they're not as invasive as some could oh, they're, be. They're but, amazing. They're, yeah. they're both sleeping right now. Yeah. But uh, they got up in me right away. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's because I don't like actively seek it out it's almost like they come more because they mm-hmm. want that attention yeah, like, i'm gonna win him i'm over, gonna win him over but good and uh they could feel that i want to touch them but i can't mm-hmm. and i think that's why they get in me you yeah know? but it's like uh, it's one of the hardest things in my life is being allergic to dogs because i love them so much but it's true we had a dog for one summer bing and he attacked our house in many ways but i kind of loved it he attacked your house so he's just like a the dog that like tore stuff up like tore. i'm really i I think I'm really lucky. She was pretty destructive in certain ways when I first got her. I feel like she has really mellowed out now and isn't concerned with destroying everything. Having said that, I've never like just left her alone in a okay. room for an hour. I can't say I know what would happen. Like they stay outside if I'm not there or she's in her crate. Um, I do feel like she might have an inner to like tear some stuff up. But I don't really want to take that chance yet. Maybe after a year, I'll try. Yeah. In a room alone. 
Yeah, she's pretty new, right? She's pretty new. It okay. hasn't been a year yet. So maybe that was our problem because we left Bing for days. Yeah. No, I mean we, <laughs> no. we were. Um, we he was were eating sick. pillows because he was starving. <laughs> starving. He was just hungry. Yeah, poor Bing. Bing, but Bing was like um, it was a, my mom's friend who we uh, dog sat for. Um, new dog, new house with a family who clearly didn't know how to take care of a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, th- I think Bing was young. Like, Were you really allergic young. to dogs then or is it something that developed later? I think I was... Um, this is, again, another peek into my brain here. I think I was always allergic to dogs. Did you almost say Danny Pudi's brain? I did. And this time I... <laughs> I you had to better. keep to your I'm trying first to, time, last I'm time, promise. I'm trying to promise. win you over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I think it's something I've always, but I, we never had a dog, and so and when I was like fourteen, we dog sat, and then I was just like, "Something ain't right." I, my face feels weird a mm. lot, um, and then the only time I would ever notice something was wrong, uh, actually two times. One, if I had to go over to my friend Brian um, Kroll's house, and this was when I was like in fifth grade. Every time I would go over there, and he had a dog, like a big dog, I'd always feel like, "God, I feel weird," and I'm just never really put it together, right? So when you say feel weird because I'm not allergic, what does that mean? Itchy. Uh, eyes burning a little bit, mm-hmm. um, uh, just kind of like prickly. Like you yeah. just kind of feel. A I little just got bit. itchy and prickly. That's how suggestible yeah. I am. Yeah, like, yeah, but oh, I like, think I feel like that now. Oh, itchy is the best thing to suggest, though. If you if you feel itchy, oh, most people feel itchy. Or like you. I feel like I think I saw a bug. Therefore, I definitely am that oh. person. That's oh, yeah. like, oh, it's for sure crawling on me now. Oh, yeah. There's something. Yeah. Uh, there's something around you. Um, but I I think I would feel like that. I'd feel like prickly, or I feel like there's just, uh, and especially in my eyes and face, it'd feel like. And now um, it's with all with allergies, it almost feels like sinus pressure too. Yeah. So it's like it feels like you're instantly congested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I never really knew because I'd, I'd go to my friend's house every once in a while, and then the other time I started really piecing it together was uh, probably um, my cousin's house when we'd go there, and they had a dog named Tony. And every time I'd come Great back name. from that house, I remember like in my bed, like sitting there, and his name was Tony. <laughs> It is. That's actually the best. It was ever. a pizza making dog. Yeah, it was. Well, I was racist on my part. Racist on my part. Uh, pizzas and samosas. Sure, we'll great. Make it more great, great, culturally great. appropriate. Um, but Tony was an awesome dog. But literally every time we come back from their house, I would always be like, "Why the hell do I just feel so shitty right now?" Yeah. And I remember it just kind of dawned on me one day, and I was like, "I think I'm allergic to dogs." I'm allergic to dogs. And I Everybody, was like, Everybody, I'm not going crazy. Yeah, I'm allergic to dogs. I'm running yeah. around. I'm like telling everyone, like, I'm so happy. And they're like, Why are you happy? I'm like, I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm just allergic to dogs. And I figured that out. Yeah. Um, and then from then on, I realized, like, Oh, yeah, as soon as I go to people's houses, as long as I wash my hands and I don't touch my face, I'm usually good for about an hour and a half. Okay. But you know that you just rested your, but that your knuckles on your cheeks. And yeah. Now I'm worried about you. Yeah. My chin is itching right now. And God damn it. I know. I'm fine. I have um, Benadryl. No. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. No, I'll be all right. I'll be if fine. at any time you want me to turn them out, if you want me to have them put down while you're here, <laughs> I'm willing. Good friend. That's how devoted That's, I am to our friendship. Oh man. Let me ask this because this is, I think, um, it's. I don't mean to push it as a segue, but I, it really is what I thought of when you were talking about this sort of like the dogs being interested in you because you were you ha- you seem somewhat aloof, but you also are interested in them. Yes. And that made me want to ask you, and also because you told me that you smelled in high school and that you didn't have a girlfriend, um, where yeah. you fit into the sort of like social construct of romance and crushes in high school. Like where did you have girlfriends? Did you just have big crushes? Were you like the best friend? Were you, did you not have that many girlfriends? Those are a lot of choices. I yeah, just there are a lot of choices. I think, uh, I'll start off by saying this. I, 
in terms of the social construct, I don't think I ever really fit into a particular group, um, but I had great friends. So it was kind of a nice um, – I had a really good experience actually in high school um, because I went to an all-boys high school. There wasn't any of that pressure necessarily to have girlfriends because most of my friends usually didn't. Uh, at times they did. They dated and stuff. I never dated in high school. Um, I had a couple of crushes and – um, you know, a couple of girls that I like kissed and stuff, but nothing like that was ever like real and long. Um, my first girlfriend was in fifth grade. Um, but it was like, you know, fifth grade girlfriend, uh, Susie Wilk. Um, and, um, just a couple of years ago, my mom told me Susie Wilk got married and I was like, that's interesting mom. She's like, you know, Susie Wilk is married. I'm like, mom, we dated in like she's been in, keeping track yeah she's keeping track I on Facebook. To all of your girlfriends <laughs> by the way uh for you polish fans out there wilk uh her last name means wolf in polish Ooh, that's a good one Susie. Yeah, yeah that's why you picked her huh? uh, i don't know she was really cute though um and then um you know i had some crushes there kathy kroll was probably my first like like you know and that was also like fifth sixth grade was my first like girl like that i think that was your like, face was it? I said, don't touch your face. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And cruel for you Polish fans out there means king in Polish. Okay. Uh, so much. So the, how, how many Polish, like, was there a... Two, there was just two Polish girlfriends. I but I grew up in a Polish neighborhood in Chicago. So, you know, and because I speak Polish and my family's Polish, there was uh, proximity and culturally, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, was that something that when, by the time you got to high school, was interesting to other people? Or was everybody kind of such a mix that it wasn't like, it was, oh, you're different? It, everyone was very aware that I was different, mm. um, especially when I – so I moved then. So I moved from this Polish neighborhood into this neighborhood that wasn't very Polish. Uh, there were some Polish people there. Uh, and I had a handful of friends that were mixed race. That became uh, – I, I started seeing a little bit more of that. One of my best friends is uh, – his uh, father's from Belize and his mother's Polish. So he's kind of like me. Um, and his grandma would speak Polish, so I would speak Polish to his grandma. Another one of my good friends was Polish and Italian. Um, there was just a little bit more of a mix of that, but I think everyone always saw me sort of sort of an oddity because mm-hmm. they're like, "How did you? How did this happen?" I was really the only Indian kid I knew, in addition to being Polish in high school. Um, so I think that was always something socially that was tricky because I never really felt like I related to most people, but I had really good friends, and so I kind of like bounced around you know, with different groups and hung out with a lot of people. My school is also really into sports. And so I'm not a great athlete. So that was another place where I was like, yeah, I really don't fit in here. Yeah. Um, but I love sports. Um, so it was always tricky for me in terms of like, you know, really feeling like I clicked. I think from an early age, I always felt like, uh, I love a lot of people, but I don't know necessarily know where I fit. Um, I was lucky though, because I, was accepted still, mm-hmm. even though people were like, you don't fit in any of these groups, but we like you, that yeah. kind of thing. You're very likable. Thanks, Shannon. Um, it was tricky, though, for a while. I mean, like in high school, no girls. Like, it was it just never, it was really hard, too, especially going to an all-guys school and living in a neighborhood that was pretty Caucasian for me to, to like, feel like I could just put myself out there to meet girls. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It was very hard. And so I was just kind of like, eh. Um, Instead, I'll just focus on comedy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, did you have like, I mean, because that, to me, for me, that era was such, was so kind of like grossly about, you know, who I had a crush on or who I was dating yeah. or when I was going to lose my virginity and all that kind of stuff was, it was just very pervasive for me in my high school experience. Um, did you go to a co-ed high school? Mm-hmm, okay, yeah, yeah, public school. 
But um, and I also like a lot of the guys that I went out with didn't even go to that school. Like I was because I was kind of partying a lot, so I'd meet people from all over and yeah. um, and I feel like I was like probably way too focused on that part of things. Yeah. Um, but did you, but so to to have like the 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 dance of that kind of removed as a focal point maybe you did get to kind of really like actually grow as a person in yeah. a way that I probably didn't. Yeah, and I'm like, Oh, thank you. But it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help me feel any better about that my experience. I know did I, you have like, would you have, because I just feel like the hormones are going so crazy at yeah. that time that like, even if it's just like, you were obsessed with like a girl and like an actress or like a girl that you would see and be like, God, I just, you know, I had definitely had some crushes. I had a couple crushes on some of my sister's friends. Um, uh, I had a big crush. How? Yeah. Is it just you and your sister? Me, my sister, my brother, and your brother. Right, right. Um, and I'm the middle child. Um, and so my sister actually went to an all girls school too. And so, uh, around that age, you know, you're always like, you know, um, I wouldn't say your sisters and brothers' friends are your friends, but you... you they're kinda, around. They're around sure. a yeah. lot. So that's a very, like, uh, you know, interesting thing for me to see because I didn't hang around with a lot of girls for a while. Uh, and then seeing my sister groups of girls' friends, it was like, oh, sh- you know, shit, they're really cute. And yeah. It was... Um, those are probably some of my first, like, crushes that sure. I... But I was also, like, very aware of, like, I can't do this. My sister's friend. We can't. Uh, how do I? Right. Like, right I was right, never right. comfortable enough. She's younger than you. Or she's you? yeah, a year and a half younger than me. Yeah, I was never comfortable enough at that age to really go for it. You know, and it's hard too. I think when like because I remember having crushes on my friends' brothers. Uh, well, really, just like I can only think of one or two, but um, it, that it would have been weird to like just be around someone who's like in your home that you have a crush on so you can't really you suddenly feel like you can't kind of be yourself in your own home because there's like this person there that you kind of wish yeah. saw you as something that maybe they don't and that tension I remember so well just even being over with like oh. a girl like I had a girlfriend who's she and her brother hated each other right. and she was a year younger than me and he was two years older than me they just hated each other but I had a crush on him and so like she hated when I was like nice to him oh. or if I wanted to include <laughs> him or in something yes. or joked around with him she would be like what are you what i don't i see him all the time why are you asking him to come with us or whatever <laughs> it was just like that interesting time of uh, tension i remember that like so clear i remember just being like just slathering my armpits with old spice being like <laughs> oh just wait why till... stop with the armpits why yeah just get, get it on the outside i literally i think crashed my first car because i had a, I had a crush on my sister's friend rachel oh my god that's I, amazing and uh, it was i and by crash i mean i, I had my my driver's permit and I think I was just moving the car out of the driveway <laughs> but then I saw Rachel like walking with my sister and uh, I was probably trying to be cool but I was also like so caught up in like oh my god that's Rachel and then I just crashed like I literally backed into my neighbor's car <laughs> It was so, and then I was just like, I looked at Rachel, my sister, and I just put it, put it forward and just drove oh the car right back into the driveway, got out of the car, went inside the house, wrote a note, put it on my neighbor's car, and like just sat in my room being like, yeah, it's oh, still not no. ready. Oh, that's a perfect moment. Still not that's ready. Perfect oh, moment. Oh, man. Oh. Were you a, a good student then? I was a decent student. I think I was a, uh, very uh, much a do enough to get by and and the rest of the time have a really good time with your friends and go out and party and hang out and stuff um so i was always like a b student where my mom was like what 
you're not doing enough homework and stuff. I'm like, I know, but I'm having fun. It was that, that was to me, it was more about like doing that. You know, I definitely could have been a better student. So here's what I'm saying. If I was to redo <laughs> high school, I would definitely try a little bit more academically mm-hmm. to be a better student. And I would put myself out there for sure more. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, but at the same time, I had, I had a really good experience. I look yeah. back and I had my, some of my best friends are still from my high school. And I feel like it did give me a chance to sort of, figure out who I was. It gave me a good playground for sure. What, uh, when you say partying, what does that mean? We go out a lot. I mean, I was always a designated driver. Most of my friends would, oh. would party, but I was yeah. like the guy who would, everyone would be like, you know, Pootie's driving. And then we, I had a yellow station wagon until I crashed that one too. <laughs> um, and the good thing is I was crashing all these things very sober. <laughs> no, very, listen, that's great. It is, sounds like uh, a, you didn't need much enhancement. Did, never to... drank. So it was just, um, you know, um, and that never felt like, because um, being someone who doesn't drink all the time, like I sort of have a limit to how much I can be around drunk people before I'm like, look, I know you're having a blast and I have a blast when yeah. I'm drinking, but now, but right now I'm not and, and nothing you're saying is interesting yeah. to me. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. I, I mean, for me early on, I just never was really into it. I think I was just, so I never really drank until I was, I think pretty much 21. I mean, I probably drank a couple times, but yeah. I really didn't. So I was like, the, you know one of the few, I guess, of my friends who would like, you know, but it was more of just like, I just wasn't into it. Um, and you know, I, I'll drink occasionally now and I enjoy it, but I, I think it was more of just realizing that my tolerance wasn't great. And I, I had more fun kind of, you know, feeling good in the morning. Yeah. That well, kind of that's thing. always been true for you and me. I know we've talked about that before. Uh, like, yeah, I, I, I think I just react uh, I have a great time. Like I, I now I'm like I love I love beer. Love it. I can I can drink beer every day. I feel like it's just the feeling of my body physically is the tough thing. And then I just feel sluggish in the mornings yeah. with it. So it's like I more and more I'm just like uh, it's just harder to like you know to get over that. Yeah, um, me too. And I've never I don't think I've ever been really a fan of like really getting drunk. I've always just been a fan of having some a fan of just having drinks with friends and having a good time yeah, and kind of keeping it at a good mm-hmm. limit. But then once I get like really sloppy, it's just not good. I mean, <laughs> I remember like I got drunk, like really drunk uh, a couple of years ago, randomly, it just kind of, that's usually like it how happened. it happened. It just yeah. kind of happened out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it at all. And my wife walked into the bathroom and I like popped up on the floor. And I said, Hey bridge. And she's <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> And I had no idea. I don't oh, even remember being no. in the bathroom. Oh, no. Um, but uh, I don't like that feeling at all. Yeah, no. I don't really either. No. Well, that's cool. I like that you were sort of the guy who was having a great time and like laughing and being silly with people who were doing a little bit more than you and you were kind of keeping them safe. I think that's kind of adorable and great. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I always felt like it was, um, I like, in some ways, I love being around chaos. Um, that makes sense. But trying to ground myself within that, or mm-hmm. trying to remove myself as soon as it gets a little too chaotic, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's totally makes it's sense. sort of like that. I think kind of growing up in a house that was like you know single parent, uh, multicultural, it was always just a little crazy in our well, how house. How long was like when when was your dad not in the picture for you? Um, when I was probably three, so um, he was gone. So I was always very aware of the the lack of a father. Um, and your mom never remarried. No, and we, and we never really talked about it. And that, but I was almost more aware of it because we never talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was such a thing that we just never really discussed. And but you could feel that like brooding silence, you know, throughout the house or mm-hmm. holidays or things like that. Um, 
but I loved I loved our household because it was so crazy, and we had so much fun. And uh, I grew up with my grandparents, and they're incredible people. Um, Did you feel like your grandfather was a father figure in some for way? For sure, yeah. yeah. And my grandpa came to this country when I was, I think, five or six years old. And so I remember still when he came to this country, and uh, he, he came largely to help my mom raise us, you know? Oh, that's nice. And um, so, yeah, he was, you know... He's a great sort of lesson for me. I always look at him as sort of this uh, uh, this, this amazing role model because I remember not liking him. Uh-huh. You know, I, I remember because he was a disciplinarian and he was very much like, don't do that. You, yeah. know, um, you know, he'd cook me oatmeal. And my breakfast was, people love when I tell them what I had for breakfast every day. I had a bowl of oatmeal and uh, two hot dogs every day for breakfast. Wonderful. Yeah, that is good. Right? It's so God. good. God. <laughs> right? So specific. It was. Did you ever think like, maybe just one hot dog today? Or I don't even know if I want the hot dogs. I, th- I think I probably did, mm-hmm. but I think it didn't matter. I would have a bowl of oatmeal and two hot dogs every day. <laughs> And I think I remember screaming for ketchup and, yeah. uh, but, uh, um, were they just plain hot dogs, like not in a bun or anything? They were just like, dogs. yeah, just sitting on a plate. It's got plain, it. Yeah. Plain hot dogs got with it. oatmeal. Microwaved? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, or boiled, boiled, boiled. There you go. Boiled hot dogs. Uh, better, better boiled, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. Question mark. <laughs> uh, but he was like the first one who taught me like everything. I mean, he like was very handy. I always look at, look back and I'm like, God, I wish I could do half the stuff my grandpa could do because he could fix stuff, you know? Yeah. He was just very, like, handy, you know? And I can't fix anything. I know. I like that, too. I want to be the person who can do that. <sighs> right? Yeah. And it's... Um, so, But he was also very, like, um, into reading. He was, like, the first person who I remember, like, being, like... Seeing him read all the time was was it was curious to me to like see him just reading all the time and he would always be into a new book and uh, very comfortable with like you know quiet and um, really into gardening just like kind of like it was, he was a really interesting interesting dude and so we, him and my grandma they were like great role models disciplinarians I remember not liking them but then as I grew older and older I realized like oh they were awesome they did yeah. like important stuff that as a kid, you're just like, this sucks. I don't want to eat this hot dog without ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm like... That was a pretty damn good breakfast, right? It was pretty. It was weird, but you know, it was you a can good. always reintroduce it. You can always right? reintroduce it into your life. I'm sure my kids would love that right oh, now. Oh, uh, yeah. Couple of hot dogs, right? I'm dazzled. <laughs> Did you watch a lot of TV and like go to a lot of movies and stuff? A little bit. Uh, not a lot of movies. I mean, we didn't like. Uh, we weren't like a. Uh, I mean. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, so it wasn't like we were like going and doing. And we were also an immigrant family, so we weren't doing like very like American things. It wasn't like yeah. What kind to, of a sense of Chicago did you have as sort of the cultural like mecca that it is, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, we, like until I was like eleven years old, we grew up in a very Polish and Hispanic neighborhood. It was like you know south side of chicago so a very immigrant neighborhood um so in my house I have so many friends from the south side of chicago it's really, so yeah. funny yeah it's uh it's i mean culturally it's a it is a melting pot it's um but our neighborhood is specifically in brighton park where i grew up um was very polish very hispanic and so in our household it felt like you were in a different country you know even though i'm indian we grew up in a polish household we always had relatives coming in from poland and uh, you know, you kind of never knew who was going to be sleeping upstairs for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was exciting. Like, um, I used to like dread the rides to the airport because it was so far to O'Hare airport from the South side of Chicago. And I used to always get car sick Ugh. and I just knew 
I would be like car sick and and then meeting an aunt that I wasn't sure if she was really my aunt. Uh-huh. And then the whole time car ride home, she would be asking me about school while I want to throw up. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was also really exciting because we had all these new people coming in the house. You know, the holidays were very rich and mm. but it, and it was full of Polish traditions. So it was like, I feel like we grew up in a very traditional household yeah. in some ways, very Catholic. Can you give me some examples of some Polish traditions? Yeah. Uh, well, Catholic, we go to church every day. I went to church every every day. Uh, well, and just do mass, just to do a mass? Mass every morning before school. I went to a Catholic grade school. Oh, wow. I was an altar boy. Um, okay. And that was very, very Polish. Um, you know, you're expected to pray, you know. Um, how was con- And how was confession? You know, when you go, you go through the motions, you kind of yeah. realize, you say you lie, you stole, uh, and you fought with your brother and your sister, and then you get, you know, Hail Mary, our father. Um did you have I mean, like obviously a I wasn't the best that Catholic. That was- <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm Did you have that, yeah. I mean yeah, I guess that's yeah. my question is did it, you have a, a real sense of spirituality? Like did you have a sense that there were that the god the, the god and and Jesus were Yeah. Up, I think I did. I mean, out. I definitely grew up fearing God and fearing religion and I think my grandparents were devout Catholics. They'd be praying the rosary um and um I think, you know, from an early age, um, I respect that. I think when I went to church, it sort of became um, – and at the time, it's like now I realize perspective-wise, I did like the, the the practice of it, the ritual of it. I really enjoy that. I still do. It's a, it's an hour of reflection, which is kind of yeah. very valuable. I've talked about – I mean, I talk about this all the time. I'm going to get a pillow, pillow and, yeah. like, rest my neck for a second. But mm-hmm. – um, can you still see me? Yeah, yeah. It's fun, huh? This is great. Huh? <laughs> Shit just got really real. Uh, uh, Janet and her dogs. I out. have, um, I wonder how long it is before one of them gets up and just gets right up in here. I don't really want that. A couple minutes. Um, but uh, but the, the sort of hypnotic soothingness, like as somebody uh-huh. who didn't partake in like drinking or drugs mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and you don't necessarily like that feeling, that's one way to kind of meditate right i mean there is something very meditative and comforting about those sorts of rituals and and i think it i think some there's even like studies that um that like there's a that that religious ritual as with meditation kind of triggers the same part in your like hippocampus i don't know what it is but there's something Uh, about the soothing like there's this positive dopamine kind of soothingness about those sorts of things that you can return to and reflect and, uh-huh. you know, just be still or to be able to rely on as like a consistency in your life and stuff. I totally get that. And I think that's from an early age. I really liked that. I think I was scared because I didn't want to burn in hell. And I think that's because I came from like a very devout Catholic family. Yeah. But I, I, I remember like, you know, the structure of a mass is the same, you know. I mean, now uh, a couple of years ago, they actually changed some of the wording and some of the prayers. So if you walk into a church now and you haven't been there a while, you're like, what, what are they saying? And uh, clearly, I haven't been in church like consistently now because we have kids who are two years old. Right. And um, but there's something overall with the mass that's very. Um, uh, it brings me back to my childhood. It, bring, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I was with my grandparents again. There's the tradition of it, and it is soothing. And I kind of realize like how you know you're moving around so much all the time. It is sometimes it's just so nice. It's just like running or biking. You mm-hmm. know where you have that hour of kind of not. Mm-hmm. really thinking but still doing something and yeah. like practicing something and yeah. having a little bit of a uh, um, I guess a, um, a consistency to it yeah I totally get so, it I totally get all that um, but yeah I was a, I was 
I was definitely raised Catholic. I enjoyed going to mass and then I hated it because I would have to go every day. And, um, but again, it's one of those things I look back at fondly now because right. I realized how it was valuable for sure. How do you, um, and this is, this is too personal. You could tell me to go fuck myself, but how, because you just mentioned the twins, um, have you guys talked about that? Like how is spirituality going to enter into mm-hmm. the way that we continue bringing up our kids? Is it something that's pre- is it going to be present or just something that you'll let them kind of figure out on their own? I think mm-hmm. it's going to be present for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we'll, we'll pray, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, not every day, but, uh, I, you know, we'll pray. We take them, we've been to church. I think they're at an age that now that's kind of funky, but my wife has been, uh, um, involved in this sort of uh, co-op group at mm-hmm. the church where kids are, can kind of play mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. other people go to church. That's cool. And, um, and she's great with that. But I think we've, we're going to like, you know, raise them sort of the way we grew up. My wife also grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, my wife also teaches yoga, and we want to make sure that they're kind of able to sort of find their own selves within that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of the important thing is that if they could find... Um, you know the importance of tradition and ritual, mm-hmm. but also realizing that it's it's for them too, and it's trying to I guess whatever helps them find peace, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I'm gonna go ahead and just dub that Southern California Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. about right to me. <laughs> I know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, to do. I think to it's. Do I well. think it's yeah. great. I think it's a, that there's a there's a flexibility. If you'll pardon the yoga reference, yeah. Um, to that that feels just you know respectful of your kids and respectful of it takes you know different strokes for different folks and like who knows but to kind of instill the basic values um and the benefits and stuff that totally makes sense and i think it's like you know i remember having a moment in church where i was like realizing that like i'm not sure i believe all this Mm. And now I'm like, that's okay. I mm-hmm. think that's that's comfortable. You should question stuff. I think you know, mm-hmm. you, and and not be. Um, for, for me, it's always scary when, um, you know, when there isn't some questioning, some form of questioning. I think that's good. It's you're, you're, yeah, you know, absolutely. A little bit of a back and forth, you know. Absolutely. But I remember having a moment in church where um, I was an altar boy, and uh, I think it was with my brother, and um, the, the priest kept grinding his teeth on the altar, and the mass was moving real slow. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh boy, this is getting rough here." And he was on the pulpit, and it was just—it was—it was an early mass. It was in Polish. I wasn't sure what was going on. And then at some point in time, another priest, Father Chester, I think, uh, walked from the wings and just escorted the priest off the altar while I was just like standing up there. Oh no! And I was like, "Here we it go!" Was Danny. Like the Catholic version of like the can- the little the can- cane. I know. That, like, yeah, drags him <laughs> off the stage with a gong show. It was, uh, and I, I was like, "Here we go, Danny. This is your time, man. Get out there." Um, and I was really confused. Then I was told later that the priest was drunk. Oh. And it was like a really early mass. I think he was like still like hung over oh. from the the night. Wow. Uh, and that never... I just remember that moment so clearly being like, how is that... What? It was such like a... Um, I wouldn't say loss of innocence, but it was definitely more of like a... Oh yeah, priests get drunk too. It was kind of that kind of sure. thing, just like everybody else. Or, sure. Or you know, it, it's it was just kind of a moment, one of those little moments in my life where I remember thinking, like, I think I saw something I wasn't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that was interesting for me. Um, at the same time, I was always really fascinated by the performance aspect of church. I think I that's one of the also some one of the first times where I remember thinking, like, I like this performance. Mm-hmm. 
and probably contributed in some ways to being, to being an actor, I bet. Yeah, and you said in high school that, I mean, because you were not uh, making out nonstop with the ladies, that yeah. you did focus more on comedy. So what, what did that look like? Eh, messy. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, it was messy. I mean, we didn't have a huge like theater program in high school, but I was the mascot of our team. I did like pep rallies. I can't believe you buried the uh, lead of I was a mascot. I what was it. the mascot? What'd you dress as? It was unofficial. I wore long underwear, ran around. Um, now hang on. <laughs> <laughs> they would often put me in like the cheerleading outfits of the girls. Are you high serious? School. Yes. Wait. So you didn't? There wasn't like it wasn't like the tigers. It was just it was a don. Which is like a bull, I think. Hmm. But they also were like, we don't, we don't really know. There's not like a Don costume, but we like you at the games to kind of just go crazy and like. So I would wear like long underwear and like, and I was always a huge sports fan. So this was a great outlet for me. Sure, this worked for everybody. You're a part of some. You're a part of it. Yes. Without having to be had the responsibility of scoring a point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, that's amazing! All four yeah. years. No, I would say probably started like junior year. Okay. Yeah, it was maybe sophomore year. So I don't even remember exactly. But it, I, I remember probably junior year and senior year for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you have pictures of you as a mascot? There's probably something out there. I hope someday I see one. I don't. If know. not in relation to this podcast, I hope someday I see one. <laughs> um, okay, so then what What? So what were you do? Did you do? Did you have like a little comedy group or did you just pro- do it? How? It was more of just like I started doing like, you know, pep rallies. I would do yeah. that and then be in charge of kind of putting together like a little comedy bit, that, you know? That's adorable. Yeah, so it was like, it was very unstructured. But there was a little bit of a structure to it. I knew I had to do something to, you know, for this pep rally. Be that the, and I was very lucky because Father Molinero and, and the teacher, Sister Carol, a number of awesome teachers at Notre Dame High School were very like, I think they already saw that I was interested in comedy. Uh, and they just gave me an opportunity to be like, we have a pep rally come. Do you want to just do it? And do you, do you, you, you know, and I'll MC it and, and put it together. I was like, yeah, okay. And so I, I think that was my first chance to really start going in front of a crowd, which was in my the students and yeah. and trying stuff. And um, did you have a sense of that of that part of Chicago, like the Second City world and stuff? Not and really. Yeah. I did, I never. I think because I grew up in an immigrant household, and I was never really aware of that. Yeah. That was never on my radar. I grew up loving SNL, and so uh, I just I don't think I ever realized that that was right in my backyard. That right. Second City is right there. Uh, not until after college, and then in college, um, I realized oh, I want to really pursue this, and and I hadn't really like studied comedy, and um, that's what when I was like Second City is actually what I need to do, and then once I went to Second City, I fell in love with it. And I thought it was just an amazing place to train. Yeah, amazing place to train. Yeah, yeah that's what everyone says. I feel like I missed out a little bit on that. You can always go back, Janet. What if I moved to Chicago based on this? discussion i would i'm, I'm throwing i'm giving so up everything. scared you guys want a couple of feel, dogs no you can't have no. the dogs you're allergic to them boy i really got a lot of work to do janet what about your dogs no, she just left that day oh that amber day. alert janet yeah Barney. Where's janet oh my god that is such a good full circle that i feel i'm going to move on to um the game portion of the podcast there's a game i didn't warn you about this but love it we'll do a couple of uh of these Okay. And um, when you said these, by the way, Janet just showed me things that I don't know what they are. Um, stickers? I think you will. Once oh, I put my fingers into them. they're uh, cootie catchers. So, okay. That's the first time anyone. 
has really uh, identified them by that name but, uh, without me having to say it. But they were, and the only reason I know that is because Pootie rhymes with cooties, and Cootie, and, and I've had many jokes <laughs> growing up. This is a Pootie catcher. Thank you. I'm going to catch information from you. Okay. Okay, so pick a color, but tell me, like, describe the color as something other than just like yellow, green, red, blue. Like, if it looks like, if it reminds you of something else. Okay. That looks like an autumn sweater. Okay. A U T. U-M-N-S-W-E-A-T-E-R. That was like a spelling bee. So now what do I do? I may have spelled it wrong. Now pick a number. Do I have to describe the number? No, nope, you could just say the number. Figure eight. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Another number? Final four. One, two, three, four. And then last number? Three. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I had nothing, guys. Sorry. Number three. What is your worst memory of high school? Worst memory of high school. Uh, Gotta get negative. Gotta get negative. I know. Um, I'm trying to think of my, what's my worst memory of high school? Um, I think if I was going to say worst memory of high school, do I have like, there was nothing, I was lucky. I didn't, I don't, I don't think there was any like, anything tragic. Like, I know some people definitely had some, Tragic so place. far, what I'm thinking of is but, when you ran into your neighbor's car. That was pretty rough, but that was actually pretty funny too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Person. Now I look back, I'm like, that was actually pretty funny. That was a humorous experience. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there was anything that was really like, really like, yeah. you know. I mean, I crashed another car, which was pretty bad. When yeah. I crashed my yellow station wagon on Harlem Avenue, that was scary. Because uh, the guy got out of his car, who I crashed into, and he had a purple mohawk, and I'll never forget. I thought he was gonna Whoa. like. Not only did I like lose a car, but I thought he was also gonna just destroy my face yeah. uh, in the middle of Harlem Avenue. Was he? Did he end up being nicer than he thought he would be? He was just really angry, and uh, he was fine. Um, so that was a pretty rough experience. Yeah, um, I don't know. Well, you know what? Yeah, I, would, I, I would say. Those. I would say overall, you know. Um, you know, I got into a lot of you know fights with my brother and sister in high school, like yeah. anybody. And so I remember being very happy that those days are over with. Uh, that's tough stuff. And yeah. living in the in the house with your with siblings, like say being an only child. Mm. Uh, now you oh, can pick another one. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is that one? this is just say the names. What does that one say? Yes, that says pink. Okay, let's go with pink. P I N K. One more uh, number. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One. One. I'm just going to read one right now. Oh, no. These are all so um, negative. Not, they're not all like That's that. Good. I think it's funny that... Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to ask you. I want to ask you this other one because th- this is another like, what's the worst? I just, um, I'm going to ask you this because I like this. What movie did you watch or movies most as like a, like a teen or like did you have sort of like a Stripes or like a yeah. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that you just loved? I remember the first one watching um, with my with my brother. It, it was Monty Python. So um, Search for the Holy Grail. That was yeah. the first one I remember watching um, over and over again. And I remember watching it with my brother and him and his friends would be laughing and I didn't get most of it. Mm-hmm. I remember that about Monty and, Python too. And like being like, <laughs> this is funny, Adam. Right, Adam? I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, Adam, your friends are so cool. <laughs> and then I remember like when they would leave, I would watch it again because I would be like, what is this movie about? Like <laughs> trying to figure that out. I gotta pick up on this. I gotta pick up uh, on this. So I remember that and, and I remember like, uh, like just visuals of seeing like a woman striking her cat against the wall and the car of bring out your dead and uh, that and then like every police academy I feel like oh god I've never seen a single police academy movie even (laughs) one time (laughs) yeah 
I don't know if they hold up, <laughs> uh, but I but they were very uh, very pivotal in my. I know upbringing. they're beloved by many. Yeah, a person. they were they were really great. I loved them. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm not the person I could have been. Janet. <sighs> Janet this is I guess let's negative. just get through this mash game. Okay. Let's just get through. All this. right. Um, what I need now from you mm-hmm. is three. I'm going to come up with categories. Uh, some of them are just perennial favorites of mine some of them are going to be based off of uh, stuff we've talked about i want to start with um three sports that you wake up tomorrow and you'll you know of course end up with one of these in each category because this is mash okay um three sports that you wake up tomorrow and you're just brilliant at awesome okay Uh, basketball number one uh soccer number two Mm -hmm. um I'm three. I'm trying to think of like something that'd be really cool. Tennis. Let's do Great. That. Oh yeah. I wish I were an amazing tennis player. That'd be cool. Great. Um, next question is uh, three movies that you can jump into and just live in that world um, whenever you want. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Amazing. Um, I was going to say Lord of the Rings, but it really depends on who I'm in. Who I, <laughs> right. Like what, what you can person. Decide. You but can that decide. world, I would say that yeah. world. I love that world. Great. I love Tolkien. Um, and uh, trying to think of another movie that like almost famous. Oh, God, that movie. That movie really touched me when it came out. Me like, too. It was just the right time. Me too. I think that's me. why. It just hit me yeah. so much. Yeah, when he and also when he gets it right, he really gets it right. Right. Oh God, that, that moment. I mean, like, I'm not. I, I, all due respect to Kate Hudson, I guess I'm just not necessarily. I haven't even really seen most of the movies that she's been in since because there she does a lot of kind of rom coms yeah. that, that don't like grab me. But her performance in that she's movie, she's incredible. There was like the movie where, where she, she was like touching the face. Uh, what, I forget uh, which movie. The touching which, the face movie. No, where she, not in that, in that movie, oh, there's a yeah. scene where she's like, I think touching his face. Uh, oh God, I don't know. This, this is the moment I'm thinking. Which of one? I wonder if it's the same. But well, it's the moment where I think it's the moment where sh- where the wife is there oh, and they yeah. she interacts with them. Yeah, and he's like dismissive of her, and the wife looks really suspicious, and the boy is observing this whole thing, and she, Kate Hudson, has like the most sad smile. And like her tear, she has tears in her eyes and it felt so real to me. I remember thinking like, what a great performance. Like she, it was the maturity of like a woman who has lived a lot longer than that young actress had. Uh That's that understanding of like, this is what it feels like to love someone so much that you don't have you don't have any control over your future outcome like there you have no control over the outcome and it's like the self-knowledge that you love someone you can't help but love and it's terribly sad and it's also but it's realizing beautiful. that you are in a very vulnerable position and it's yeah. being captured by this yeah this boy that's like yeah it was, oh, she's moment. she's incredible in yeah that i forget what the, the the scene is i'm thinking of, but it was something that was uh non-verbal mm. it was a uh, same kind of thing where yeah. i could just feel like her knowing this isn't going to last forever kind of that thing. Yeah. And I feel like she there was a scene where she was maybe touching his face or something where I was just like, it was just so lovely and sweet. That whole movie, though, to me, just is like great. And I think because that's sort of that time period of when my parents immigrated to this country, the music is also just so great. Sure, sure. It's just like, 
Everything about that movie I loved. I love it yeah. too. I haven't thought about it in a little while, and I really appreciate you bringing it up. Okay, next one is um, three... Uh, three vacation homes. You have a home somewhere in the world. Awesome. Three. Okay. Um, so three places. Let's do um, Poland. Great. Um, I should say uh, let's do the the mountains of Poland. Great. Because that's southern Poland. Specific. Okay. Yeah, don't go northern Poland on my ass. Come on now. Hawaii. Any particular island? Uh, Kauai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then, uh, New York City. NYC. Where in New York would you like to live? Um, let's do like a really nice place in, in Brooklyn. I don't have to be in Manhattan. Great, 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 great. Yeah, let's do Brooklyn. Great. A lot of nice places in Brooklyn. There are. I almost want to ask you where in Brooklyn. Let's do, um, I mean, if this is like no money, right? This is just like, you have all the money in the world. Doesn't matter. You have all the money in the world. Okay. So let's just do a really nice place in Williamsburg. Great. Got to be close I'll to my green point. I'll never remember what people. that says. Okay. Okay. Uh, next category is three hobbies that you. They can be as sort of out of, out of reality as you want in terms of like you know it could, it could be as simple as I wish I gardened. Uh, oh. It could be as complicated as I wish I flew a plane. Like three three hobbies would be really fun. Like oh you didn't know the Danny Blank. Oh great. Uh, one drawing. I wish I could draw. Right. Like, I'm a terrible drawer. Like, I can't draw anything well. Remember that sketch? Hello, my name is Simon. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. to do... I love that sketch so much. <laughs> uh, drawings. Drawings. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wish I could draw. Uh, another skill. This is all... It's going to be stuff with my hands. I wish I could... Um, I, I was... Um, uh, I could fix things. So mm-hmm. I wish I had like sort of that, uh, I was a handy in terms of like a house. Like I just put Mr. Fix-It. Yep. <laughs> yep. I wish you were mix- Mr. Fix-It. I wish I could fix it. Um, what's one other skill that would be good for me? Um, and a singer. <laughs> oh, man, that would be amazing. What if I was like I a really... That's where you got you got uh, to it by your hemming and your... Oh, I found it right there. I, was, yeah. oh, like, I really do wish I was a really yeah. good singer. That'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, give me three... Um, <clears throat> give me three, like actors or you know famous authors anybody that like living or dead you just wish was your buddy like oh. a, like a guy i guess it could be a guy or a girl that you just wish like maybe it's somebody that you think would give good like fatherly advice or it could yeah. be you know somebody that would just be fun to hang out with einstein number one Great. sure it'd be fun that'd be awesome i want to learn from him always uh, like his quotes yeah uh, please say Poggio please say Poggio just kidding uh, po- actually Poggio would be really good let's put Poggio on there right now <laughs> I know after he's fresh on my mind let's think of Poggio yeah he had some adventures he literally rode a horse to find a manuscript I mean th- think about how easy things are right now no kidding um, okay so Einstein Poggio um, I gotta pick someone old right like old school right sure if you want but you know not necessarily I'm trying to think of like who's a historic like what if you finish it off with like Mark Wahlberg <laughs> <laughs> should sure put, should we put sure <laughs> uh, that's, I'm trying to think of like who would be amazing here uh, I know 
This is going to be a sleeper cut. Uh, Kislowski, Polish film director. Oh, Krzysztof Kislowski? Yeah. I love, you know, I will say that The Double Life of Veronique is one of my all-time favorite movies. And many people have not seen that movie. It's fantastic. Um, The Decalogue, have you watched The Decalogue? I haven't. Oh, it's great. It's a 10-part series he did for Polish television. That's. I want to write that down. Brilliant. But he's he's my favorite filmmaker, so I would say him. Decalogue, great. That's great. I'm sorry I stuck you with Pojo. You feel free to back out of that if you feel like you need to. Let's keep it. This makes it ga- the game exciting. It really does. <laughs> Before that, boring. Before Pojo, what a snore this game was. Okay, uh, you you enjoy eating. I I do enjoy mm-hmm. this question. Um, three foods can be as specific, like I want my grandfather's oatmeal, or it could be as vague as cheese pizza mm. um, that you can have with no physical ramifications. You feel great afterwards. Could be beer because uh-huh. uh, there's no, there's nothing bad about it, but you can have it just at the snap of a finger. Okay, uh, yeah. No offense to my grandfather. Um, I love you very much, Jalik. Um, but I'm going to say Pliny the Elder, number one, beer from okay. Russian River. It's amazing. Um, it's an IPA that is just delicious. Um, that would be awesome to always do. Uh, I'm going to need a really good coffee. Um, so do I have to give a brand or just, uh, you don't have to, but if you have one that you really like, there's a lot. I mean, how do you feel about Stumptown coffee? I like it. Yeah. I really like it. I know it's on, there's run right over here too. I know. And I had some yesterday because meth hall has it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I realize I'm not really a coffee drinker, so I realize that what I want is to be in Portland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that's the thing. Like it tastes real also, good to me, but also you're in Portland, yeah, you're and I think Portland. it tastes even better because it of that. tastes really good in New York too. There's one in the Ace Hotel in New York, Stumptown, yeah. and it tastes good there too because it's just a little colder. It's New York. Yeah, um, that's a really good one. Psych Class is very good. What's uh, that? It's a coffee out of San Francisco. Oh. Um, I've only heard of like Blue Bottle, I think, from San Francisco. They're also great. They're opening up downtown. Handsome Roasters, LA. And then, of course, Intelligentsia, Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Is amazing. So, any one of those. I just, okay. I would need good coffee. Good coffee. I got it. And then, third thing. Uh, so, this is, uh, so we're doing liquids. I need something like a good base here, yeah, right? Probably. I, uh, good bread. Yeah. What's not to love about a really delicious bread? Oh, bread like, gets a bad rap. It really does. I say as a gluten-free person, I say it gets a bad rap, but I love gluten-free bread. <sighs> Man, it's just, and it's just like, especially when it's warm and, and gooey. Of course. Uh, I wish I baked bread. I mean, I, I certainly know. could do that, but that might be one of the things I would list as a hobby. Just Baking like bread, yeah, baker. You know oh, what? You know, and like really I good. also like when people are staying with me, or like someone in my home is making makes something that I don't usually cook, and then that smell kind of lingers, and I'll like leave and come back in and be like, oh, that's right, someone made like a really great breakfast, and I can still smell it. Why don't I? Why don't I make that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I make different kind of smells. Um, there's a, literally a place I go to for coffee here in L.A. And I think part of the reason I go there is because when I go to the bathroom, it's behind the coffee shop. I smell delicious bread oh, coming from it. some bakery. Yeah. But uh, I'm a big fan of bread. Love bread. It. Like really good, crunchy, warm, yeah. gooey, good bread. Love it, love it, love it. Um, okay. Uh, now, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is the tricky question. This is um, uh, crushes. This is, you always got to get this in a mash game. Okay. So it can be go. people that you had crushes on when you were a teen, 
preferably some someone known yeah. could even be like i've just always I, you know like i have such a crush on emma thompson's i always use emma thompson's example because awesome. i'm obsessed with her yeah. but like her character in blah 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 you yes. know could be total fiction could be something old could be someone who is no longer young but mm. was um etc okay uh i'm gonna say uh dd mccall from hunter the <laughs> 80s television series <laughs> we just let me just uh, take a moment for that. See, that came real quick, by the way, it, didn't it? <laughs> I don't even know if I'd finish my sentence. Didn't even go from Hunter. Didn't even call from Hunter. Oh, God, please let this work out. She was probably, I, now I look back, she was probably one of my first like big crushes that was on TV. Uh, yeah, I would say her. Um, if you guys don't remember, so it was, um, that was a TV series, uh, Hunter. Was he just a PI? Like a- yeah, he was, and he was, uh, the former football player, Fred Dreyer, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he played for the Rams, I think. Uh, and it was just hit him and Didi McCall and, oh yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> I've uh, never seen a single episode. It's, yeah, so I would say Didi McCall, I was, um, uh, Alyssa Milano, big mm-hmm. fan of Alyssa Great Milano. Another early, early crush. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I never watched Who's the Boss either. No? It's uh, so weird what you end up watching versus not watching. Like, I watched yeah. Silver Spoons. I watched Family Ties. But I didn't watch Growing Pains or Who's the Boss. Interesting. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll tell people I didn't, uh, I didn't watch Seinfeld. I think I was I watching Martin. I think I was watching Martin. Were you? I think oh, I was. Great. Yeah. That's great. So I watched Martin. I saw Bra Man and everybody. Uh-huh. Gina, Gina. <laughs> um, so, and then the third one, I would say um, Frida Pinto's character in Slumdog Millionaire. Oh yeah, that's great. She's just so stunning. Great on the platform, and yeah, it's come on, gotta go with, yeah. gotta go with that. What if you had said like Hermione Granger? I would be like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't I don't know. It's She's just beautiful you said girl. standing on the platform. Yeah, that's where my I'm Maybe enough of a Harry Potter nerd, yeah. apparently. Yeah, I love Harry, that Harry I went Potter. to like yeah. the plat the train platform when they get on. That's weird. Um, okay, so okay. this is what I'm going to do with these ladies. Is uh, the final one is going to be um, three dates. Like you're going to go on a date with one of these girls. Okay. Um, I don't like to make it that she's your new wife because I, I very much love your wife. So Thank you, uh, you're See just bridge. having you're just having a fun, weird alternate yeah. universe date. Yeah. What are three dates that would be fun um, to go on? Does it have to be specific to each girl? No. No. Okay. Because this of is a real mixer. Like I don't know which girl you're gonna end up with yet. So Okay. Um riding horses. Great. I've never been on a horse. Oh, I would go on. I would. I'm. It's been a long enough time, and I'm skittish enough because I did get almost thrown from one. Oh. That I would go with you to get on a horse. Like with you, I think it would be really funny. <laughs> like my fear would turn into yeah. such giggling okay, with yeah. you, and we would be making so much fun of ourselves. I think it'd be a good idea at Hollywood um, Ranch. It's not too far. I need to do that. Okay, riding horses. Um, so riding horses. Um, yeah. Is this stuff I don't have to? Um, if I'm scared of. Yeah, in this world you're not. In this world I'm not. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, like, uh, I want to do something like uh, zip lining. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Let's do a zip line. Something kind of like over like the jungle or something. That'd be awesome, yeah. right? So we'll do that. Uh, and then a third thing. Let's do mini golf. Great. I have so many memories of, there was so little to do in Tucson that I really leaned hard on mini golfing. <laughs> <laughs> you leaned, just I put it really, in. I you really, really yeah. made it 
important. Yeah, <laughs> mini golf was our go-to for family vacations wherever yeah. we went. I was like, "Where's the mini golf?" It is pretty it's, fun, though. It's fun. It is fun. Uh, like I do, I have really fond memories of like make sure. Okay, the timing is like if you do it enough, you'll really realize that like if you hit it at this yep. point, the dragon's mouth will just be opening. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you shouldn't. It feels like you should wait till the mouth is open. <laughs> Don't hit it when it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love the pressure of like, oh, there's a family behind us. You got to hurry up. Oh, Kathy, yeah. hurry up. Yeah. The family behind us is pissed. <laughs> hurry up, Kathy. Hit your ball. Remember this isn't fun said? anymore. This isn't, now this is just Come work. on. It's not pressure. I don't want to feel that family behind yeah. us. Would the And the mini golf places I usually go have also like the ski ball and like the oh, stuff inside, which yeah, is fun Yeah, the too. arcade on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play good. a lot of video games? Uh, a little bit, yeah. My mom worked for a video game company, so we had Mortal oh. Kombat in our garage. We had a pinball machine. Holy smokes, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I remember playing Double Dragon, arcade game, Oh, uh, so Gauntlet. you're good at that stuff. I well, never really I haven't played, played in a stuff. long time, but yeah. I was really into video games for a while. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, and oh, I got all three. Okay, so then now I'm just going to do a little process of elimination awesome. uh, by asking you to tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I'm going to pause this, do my calculating. Listen, I'm no Einstein, but uh, it takes a little bit of, it doesn't take any math at all. Uh, but I will be back in just seconds uh, with your 100% guaranteed fictional future. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm, I think we've got some interesting uh, and exciting results. Um, I want to start out by congratulating you on your ability to, now this is, uh, it feels like a simple, all of the three things that you said that you, you know, wanted to be able to have all the time, you, you sort of can anyway. <laughs> it's not like you came up with like a pierogi that you had when you were visiting your family. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, sure. so when I say that you have only the best coffee, uh, at the spur of a moment, that's almost always still true. Yeah, but just know that you don't have to travel to go get it; it just appears. Oh, coffee magic! I'm so happy. Coffee, for coffee magic. magic! Thank you. So you did, you did win out on that. Um, I also want to congratulate you on your ability to kill it at soccer. Oh man, World Cup time! I'm secretly pleased that that's the one. Although tennis would be really fun too. Tennis would be cool. World Cup, but yeah. Uh, that would soccer be soccer is hard. It's very and hard. And I feel that you're already in the realm of being ready to do it because so much of it isn't just endurance running. Yeah, and that's and why I think that. I would like the running part. I'm just not really good at like the kicking and the tattoos. Right. But you know what? A lot of the time, like I've seen a few friends who play soccer. I go watch them. Their foot never even makes contact with the ball. That's true. They're but just they're still always good. ready. They're, they're helping. They're blocking. And yeah. then they're just running for hours. Oh, that'd be it's good. Very impressive. So you get a good workout in every time. Very impressive. I like that. Um... Uh, so congratulations on that. Thank also, you. Also, and I think you'll be pleased to hear this. Uh, you're a very skilled drawer. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Janet, sketch I'm it out. I'm so happy for Anything, that. Anything. Just sketch it on out. It's embarrassing right now with my children when I try to draw them elephants and stuff. So yeah. this is going to come in very handy. It's going to come excited. in very handy. You know where also it might come in handy is you're such a good illustrator and you can capture so much nuance. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if your best friend, Christoph Kraslovsky, <laughs> asked you to do the storyboards. Oh my gosh. For his film. Oh man. And you can decide whether or not you want to make that commitment, but know that he'll be your best friend no matter what. Oh, Doesn't change anything. This is all coming together, guys. Yeah, it this really is. This is all coming together. Uh, I want to uh, tell you now, you have two places. Um, that I think are extraordinary places to uh, to be able to access on a regular basis. Uh, I want to tell you 
tenderly that you do have a shack in the mountains of Poland. <laughs> Not a mansion or apartment or a house. Great. You do have a shack. Okay. I like to think of it as a little ramshackle cabin that you're fixing up. It's a getaway. It's a little um, getaway. You know? And okay. I'm very if happy. you need Chinkly to Abato. take a break from your uh, the renovation you're doing on your shack, uh, feel free to dip right into the world of Lord of the Rings. Oh. <laughs> Transport yourself. Maybe you get some ideas from the Hobbit hole design. Uh, that Maybe is... you're like, screw the shack. I'm going to dig a hole right in the ground, uh, put a door in it, and have a Hobbit hole. I'm so excited. Yeah. Have you been to New Zealand? Have we talked about this? No, but I want to like... I have to show you pictures of Hobbiton when we get offline. Really? Yeah. See, the Shire is like my... like. It's so peaceful, right? Allow me to show you pictures of Hobbiton. Oh. It was pretty extraordinary. Awesome. Um, and then uh, that just leaves us with... The very exciting news that you are uh, in the near MASH future going to go horseback riding with Didi McCall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my childhood dreams and adult dreams are coming to fruition. I'm very excited. Congratulations. You give me way more than I ever asked for. Well, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? In this life, you're stuck with uh, a wonderful career, two amazing twins and an amazing wife. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah. Tough stuff. I know. See you later. I'll be on my horse with Dee Dee McCall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Everyone, everyone, you know, would be like, what has he done? What has he done? <laughs> you really? He's out of his he mind. Just, he went for it. Dude, oh, dude, Pooty went for it. He oh. went for it. Um, yeah. That's it. That's it. That awesome. was the end of the podcast. That was delightful. Uh, Thank I you, Jenna Varney, so for the best. so much fun seeing you. It's such a great excuse to be in your presence. Great seeing and, you. Um, thanks for inviting me into your home. Thank you. And thanks for uh, not telling me about the dog thing until it was too late and I felt horribly <laughs> guilty about it. I'll never forgive myself. That's fine. Now you get to see me with hives. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, you know what? The last piece of business is, and this is actually very official and important, and I'm not sure. It's kind of a legal thing. Okay. Is that I have committed to um, someone, you or me or both of us, singing a snippet of of Boys of Summer. Okay. By Don Henley. Okay. Do you know that song? Um, Help me. I think I I do. The chorus is like, I can't see you. You sun. Summer and gone. I can't After the boys of summer have gone. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.